we're all guilty of this in one way, shape, or form. It's a, it's a struggle. It's a battle to not be a corner cutter. I think that's human nature <laughs> to be a corner cutter. But um, I don't think it's a God-honoring way to live. I don't think it's a, a healthy, fruitful way to live. I just, I, I don't. Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a podcast where God's people are encouraged and empowered to contend for the faith by being the light that God has called us to be and dispelling the darkness with the light of God's truth. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world, yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. One Little Candle is a member of the Christian Podcast Community, where you'll not only find great podcasts like this, but you'll also find great podcasts such as these. Ever wish you could get together with a friend over coffee each week and talk about God's Word? Me too. Hi, I'm Anthony Russo. I'm the host of Grace and Peace Radio. Grace and Peace Radio is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. I hope you'll join me, Anthony Russo, on Grace and Peace Radio each week at graceandpeaceradio.com or right here on the Christian Podcast Community.org. Hi, this is Jonathan coming to you from my walk-in closet in the small town of Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Welcome to Small Town Theologian, a show devoted to digging into the Heidelberg Catechism and ecumenical creeds, not just to better understand foundational truths, but to seek to apply them to the rhythm of everyday life. May your life be shaped by what you learn. I'd love for the show to reach more people. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, would you please rate the show? Also, share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for supporting the show. So check it out at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Hi, and how are you today? Thank you for joining me. I hope all is well in your little corner of the world. Um, All is well here. Just kind of getting ready for the colder months. And if you know anything about me, summer is my favorite time of the year. I despise the winter. (laughs) I just do. And living in upstate New York, well, you know, (laughs) need I say more. Um, Today, I wanted to share something with you, a true story, a personal story. And it's kind of one of those um, life lessons kind of stories. And so I'm going to start out by asking you a question. And that is, are you in the habit of always trying to undertake something in the quickest, easiest, cheapest, or most convenient way for you? And when you do, obviously, if you do stuff like that, often by omitting something important or maybe even ignoring the rules, is that you? Does that describe you at all? If so, you may be what's known as a corner cutter, (laughs) someone who cuts corners. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that today. Um, and share the story with you that's very personal to me. But I'm sharing it in the hopes that if you are a corner cutter, you'll be encouraged to think long-term about the consequences of cutting corners because there are consequences. So my dad passed away three years ago, back in March of 2019. So my three siblings and I, were the executors of his estate, and we had the difficult process of having to clean out dad's house 
and in preparation for the sale of it. Well, one evening, uh, my husband and I had to run out there because there was, there was a problem with the, um, the water quality or something. So my husband had to install, um, I forget what it was, an ultraviolet light water purifier. I, I don't know what it was, but anyway, we went there and this was shortly after that the house had been stripped bare because it was about ready to be sold. So yeah, he had to go there and install a water treatment system in the basement. So my husband's working downstairs and I'm just standing upstairs in the living room and it's, it was a chilly night. I want to say it was like a December night. I don't know. Um, it was cloudy, dreary and chilly. It really wasn't a great night. And I'm standing there in my dad's empty house. It's cold in there. And my, I guess you could say my mood was pretty much like the weather outside. And, um, the leaves had come and gone since the day he left us, but yet it still, it, it was weird. It just seemed like it was just yesterday, you know, that he had, he had gone. So I'm standing there alone in the middle of the living room and I'm just kind of scanning the, the walls, you know, looking at the barren rooms and the house was just void of all that was reminiscent of my dad. And it kind of, at that point brought to mind the void that was even in my heart. And I kind of, for the first time, I allowed myself to actually feel that void. And so I stood there and started just, you know, having myself a cry. And I'm trying to picture dad there still alive, you know, sitting in his living room, watching TV or maybe tinkering in the garage. Or he liked to sit on the porch on this little green bench all the time that he liked and puff on his beloved cigarettes. And I say beloved because, oh my gosh, that's, that's what ended up killing him actually of those cigarettes. But, um, you know, he was warned and he... He didn't want to give him up, but, but I'm standing there thinking of how his voice now at that point, forever silence, how it once echoed through the vacant rooms that, that I was standing in. And so suddenly I just, I kind of found myself hoping, I'm thinking, geez, is there anything left in this house that would be reminiscent of dad? Anything. And I even found myself asking God if he could please lead me to something. You know, like, God, please maybe find something here. I don't care how small of a token. I just, I just want one more thing that's reminiscent of my dad. So pretty sure in my head that, you know, all your chances, Rebecca, of finding anything are pretty much slim to none. But I started to walk through the stripped house anyway, you know, looking just hoping that something had maybe, maybe been left behind when we um, cleaned out the house. And so I walked into what was my dad's bedroom and I'm standing there and I'm just carefully looking all around and over in the opposite corner, I see what looked like a small oblong brown spot. He had this old, this faded green carpet in the bedroom, but it looked like it was a brown spot or something over there. And I thought maybe it was a stain on the rug, but I walked over anyway so I go over there and I kneel down for a closer look and it was almost like buried in the carpet, but there was this little small rusty knife. And by the way, I will have a um, picture of that knife on my website. I'm going to put that picture up of the knife. But first thing I'm thinking about what I just asked God for, and I'm like a small rusty knife. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is supposed to be the small token of my dad's life. I was hoping to find this stupid little rusty knife. I'm like, oh. so I was kind of disappointed in you know, bewildered. So I picked up the knife and I go into the kitchen and I just toss it onto the island. And at that point, I'm like, do I even bother keeping this thing? It's just a old little rusty knife. It's a piece of junk. (laughs) 
So um, a few minutes later, though, I, I went back over and I picked up the knife and started to examine it more closely. And I started to rub because it was like a tarnished brass. So I'm rubbing the handle with my thumb. I don't even know why. It's interesting. I'm, I'm rubbing this tarnished brass handle with my thumb. And as I'm doing this, this engraving starts to be revealed. And I'm like, it says something. So I'm rubbing it and cleaning it and rubbing it. And it said, for cutting corners, it said on it, for cutting corners. Well, I got to tell you, right away, I was like, I started laughing and crying. So I was laughing, but yet it was kind of mingled with sadness because I realized right then and there how true to my dad's life those words rang. Because you know what? My dad was the king of corner cutters and people joked about that throughout his life um, because he had indeed spent his life cutting corners. And I love my dad, don't get me wrong, but he and anyone in my family knows this, but he cut, he spent his life cutting corners. He cut corners in his health, in his money and you know, around his home and just things he did. But most sadly, he cut corners in his relationships. <sighs> My dad wasn't always known for his honesty. He he was one of those BSers um, <laughs> a lot, but he wasn't much of a giver either in, in his life, at least from, you know, in my, my perspective, I'm speaking for me, but you know, he was the type of guy that when things were convenient for him, he did them. And I think we're all guilty of that to an extent. And he he spent a lot of time and effort trying to buck the system. Again, it was a, a standing family joke about my, my dad. But sadly, relationship-wise, this corner cutting was done with much detriment to his relationships with those who loved him most. And I loved my dad, and I missed him. I still do. But very much for me... This was the legacy that he left behind for me, for my husband, my children, my grandchildren, and and for um, some other people too. And I know it can be tempting to take the easy way out, believe me, guilty here, in certain areas of life, you know, but the truth is when we compromise, it only leads to more compromise. Let's face it, doing things the right way is not always easy. Most often doing things the right way involves more effort. It's also kind of associated with being the hard way. And God never promised us an easy life. He just didn't. He promised to be with us through troubles, right? He promised, especially Christians, he's promised us a lots of trials and, and temptations and and struggles, right? And conflict even when we, you know, live out his truths. But the fact is, our lives are short. They're very, very short, our time here on earth. But our legacies, well, that's a different story because they can really be long-lasting. So in the end, really, the only thing that cutting corners results in is short-term gain and long-term loss, again, especially when it comes to relationships, right? So I want to put this out there for you. If, if this at all sounds like you in any way, why not embrace the effort it takes to build healthy relationships? Why not go the extra mile? Be intentional in your relationships. Think of others before yourself, right? 
It takes time and effort to do things the right way, the God-honoring way. In our personal lives and our relationships, it takes intentional time and effort. But when you do these things, when you go the extra mile, when you're intentional in your relationships, when you think of others before you, when you do these things, you are going to live a life that's filled with love, truth, and righteousness because you're, you're doing it in a God-honoring way. And not only is there going to be joy for you, right, but there's going to be joy for those who love you. I ended up... um I ended up keeping that rusty little knife. I really did because it's a, it's bittersweet, but it's a bittersweet memento of my dad. And it reminds me when I see it that the legacy you leave matters and to not be a corner cutter in my own life. Because again, we're all guilty of this in one way, shape or form. It's a, it's a struggle. It's a battle to not be a corner cutter. I think that's human nature <laughs> to be a corner cutter. But um, I don't think it's a God-honoring way to live. I don't think it's a, a healthy, fruitful way to live. I just, I, I don't. So that was what I wanted to um, share with you is that little story there about that, that knife that I found. So it, it was definitely a God thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's something I'll never forget. So how can you, given what I've just shared with you, how can you be that one little candle? How about this? Starting today, take your candle and light up your world and not just your world, okay, but the world of those around you by putting into practice, there's a command in Colossians 3.23. It says this, whatever you do, and actually I'm looking at it right here in front of me because this is my motto for this podcast and I have it framed and it's Colossians 3.23 because it reminds me that I am not doing this podcast for me. Okay, this is not about me in any way, shape or form, but it it is about loving others. But I do it for him. Not that he needs me to do it. God doesn't need us for anything. Okay, God is all self-sufficient in himself, but he wants us to. He wants us to be able to be a part of this. Right. It should be a, a privilege for us. But Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not human masters or not for men. So that's what I want you to do this week. I'd like you to put into practice those things, intentionality in in your relationships, okay? Not cutting corners. Do what it takes and trust God with the, the time and the effort that it takes to do things in a God-honoring way. Practice the command in Colossians 3.23. That is how you can be a candle this week. Light in the darkness. I've got a song here. It's sung by Sanctus Real, and I will have the link to it in the podcast description. And the name of the song is Legacy. So I thought it was very fitting for today. So check that out when you get the chance um, on YouTube. Follow me. If you'd like, you can subscribe to my uh, website, onelittlecandlepodcast.com. There you'll find a player to listen to any of the episodes that you like. There's a built-in player as well as I have links and um, information and bios on all the podcast guests that I've had on the show so far. Um, and I call them keepers of the flame. So 
but check that out. And I have links to other helpful ministries that I like to follow as well. And I do have a blog on there. I'm trying to keep up with that. And I got some more work to do on that. But once in a while, if you subscribe, I like to send little goodies your way, but not, I don't overwhelm your email. Let's put it that way. As a matter of fact, I do it much less than I should be doing it um, as far as getting those things out. But but follow me there. I'd really appreciate it. Follow this podcast, please. Leave a leave a review if you have the chance. They're so very helpful to me when you do. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at One Little Candle Podcast as well. Love to hear from you for sure. All right, my friend. Don't be a corner cutter. All right? Okay, until next time, you take care and God bless.